Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. We present Body Tourists by Jane Rogers. The year is 2045. Ryan and I decided to go in for this medical research because the pay was £10,000. We had to agree to be put to sleep for two weeks. It was a human doctor, Dr Luke Butler, which I was glad about, even if he was a bit weird. Um, uh, you should have everything you need in your room, Ryan. Uh, I'll be here until 8.30 tonight, and there are bots on overnight care. He was fidgety, like he was awkward with us being there. He looked at Ryan all the time he was talking to us. I thought that were rude. I mean, I know it was Ryan's idea, but I was there as well, wasn't I? So when Dr Butler was shaking our hands like everything was sorted, I elbowed Ryan. Go on, ask him. Uh, ask me what? Uh, nothing, nothing. She's talking crap. What are you going to do with us while we're asleep? That, that, that's a fair question. I should give you a proper answer, Paula. So we sit down again and he explains. Right, let's get started on that wine. I'm even going to talk about it. Why should I? I'll be asleep. I won't even know. But someone else in your body. So? What if they hurt you? It'll be them that feels it, not me. Brian! Hey, get that down, you. No, don't feel like it. I can't, anyway. He said I shouldn't eat or drink after eight tonight because the anaesthetic. Well, all the more for me. Ryan fell asleep and snored like a dog and I lay there feeling scared with all my arms and legs heavy as cement. How could you put someone else's mind into my body? How could you do it without harming me? It were like Frankenstein. I were never going to wake up again, let alone be me and get paid. I began to cry and Ryan woke up. What's up? I'm scared. Come here for a cuddle, you daft thing. In two weeks, we'll be back here and we'll be rich. There's nothing to be afraid of. He's done it before. Didn't you hear him? Well, why did we have to sign all that stuff? What's he covering himself against? And where are the others? Is he the only one here? There's bots, stupid. Bots do the technical side. I don't want a bot messing around with my brain. Paula, just chill. Take one of those tablets he gave us. Those tranks. I want to get some sleep. You'll be sleeping for a bloody fortnight soon enough. (laughs) I were going first and he was going the day after. We only do one per day, says Dr Butler, so we can monitor everything very carefully. That made me feel better about it. What? What on earth? What's happened to me? My eyes are half open and there's light radiating shifting patterns of green and blue, the most piercingly beautiful colours. Into my ears flows the hum of layer on layer of sound. Ventilation, voices, distant movement, music. The whole delicious buzz of life. I am warm, sensate, 
My lungs are breathing. My heart is pumping inside an almost overpowering sense of physical well-being. What is this wonderful body? Suddenly, there is the pink round of a face. How are you feeling, Octavia? Up to talking? I am feeling magnificent. I can speak. But this voice... Luke Butler, doctor in charge. Something has happened to my voice. I sit up. I extend my arm and he clasps my hand. Skin on the skin. Warm, dry, firm yet yielding, silken yet grained, with varying degrees of pressure firing my synapses in an explosion of sensation. I have to collect myself. I'm... My name is Octavia Harmer. In a younger body. I... You've brought me back. I died. Oh, my God. It works. It really works. Yes. My brain. Uh, The cloning technique you were working on. It's in the oval capsule in your left axilla. Ah, now you mention it, I can feel a soreness in my armpit. Can I... It's all right. You can move your arm normally. The dressing is just for cosmetic purposes, really. You can take it off when you have a shower. I can feel a slight bulge. That's it. So... How does it actually feel inside your new body? I don't know. Intense. Go on. I think my senses are heightened. This is a real body. Yes. What year is it? How long ago? Did you die? Eight years. And in eight years you... I was working on it before you died. I was hoping to talk to you, but you were too ill. I had no idea. I thought we'd use synthetics. Uh, Using a a host body turned out to be the most effective option. All the info and updates are on screen when you're ready. I thought you'd want to take your time over the research path. How does the connection work? Uh, Your brain's connected to the host CNS via a port just below your ear, with the connection tracking under the skin. Oh, yes, I can feel it here. I, uh, I should explain. The body... How awkward he is. Is he frightened of me? You've put me into a male. Yes. There were no suitable female volunteers. That's why my voice is so strange. Doesn't sound strange to me. It's the voice of your body. I'm a healthy young man. It's beyond belief. It's brilliant. (laughs) I'm glad you're pleased. Who wouldn't be? Oh, can you hear the music? It's... That mathematically satisfying predictability, it's... Bark. Of course. My favourite, too. I wanted to talk to you, but I can come back later if you prefer. I can talk. Are you the one who did the transfer? Yes. Supported by specialist bots, obviously. So, can I get up and walk? Can I move like a normal person? Yes. You are a normal person. I swing my legs over the side of the bed. Each movement is precise and simple. No obstructions, no impediments, no pain. The muscle movements are so clean, it seems I move almost before I think of moving. And when I stand, it's glorious. 
I am the same height as the doctor. Tall. He's watching me critically as I take my first steps, but there's no difficulty at all. These joints are oiled and supple. They hinge with fluid ease. I can bend, I can stretch. I can touch my toes. I extend my arms and tilt my head from side to side. This body is young and every part of it works. I am suddenly conscious again of his eyes on me and seat myself decorously on the bed. I need to catch up with your research, don't I? You say it's on screen? Yes. What I did want to tell you is how much I admire you. It's really your work, you and your team. We wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for your vision and imagination. A girl brings food. It takes me a moment to realise she's a bot. She's the best I've ever seen. Her features are perfect and even expressive. Her mouth curves in a smile. She gives me cold, sweet melon. A jewel-green Greek salad, fragrant with olive oil. Scarlet tomatoes, perfumed basil leaves, white, bitter-dry feta melting to creamy perfection against the tongue. And pitted black olives. A slice of bittersweet chocolate cake and a glass of red. I can't bring myself to drink it, only gorge my eyes on the colour. Hello. Have you finished? I will clear the tray. Not the wine. Of course. Shall I bring the rest of the bottle? Her olive black hair swinging at chin length gleams. At her white throat, the black top button of her uniform is undone. I see the slender column of her neck, I feel the stirrings of lust for another female. I haven't felt that since I was a schoolgirl with a crush on my biology teacher. When she has gone, I rise to my feet and pace around the room looking for a mirror. This body, which hums with delightful sensations, is all male. From its long, bony feet to the stubble on my cheeks. Extraordinary. I approach the one unlit screen in search of a reflection, but my proximity triggers it and it springs to life with a flood of data. All right. Awkward Luke Butler will be coming back. I need to get up to speed. I sit and fix my attention on the words and numbers on screen. They've developed a smart neural interface which allows the cloned brain to simply take over when the host brain function is knocked out. I realise that the stem cell brain regeneration work that we were doing back in the day is, as Butler was saying, key. But back then, we all envisaged synthetic embodiment, not living flesh. The firmness of the chair beneath my buttocks relays itself to me, as does the lingering bouquet of the wine. Lifting it to the light, I savour its crimson glow before each sip. The detail of the bioengineering of the interface is calling for my concentration, but I'm distracted by the golden-brown gleam of the flooring, the tantalising snatches of music from the world beyond this room, and the increasing sensation of... I apply slight pressure to my groin. Oh, yes! 
the increasing and consuming sense of physical desire. I visualize the woman in the film reading her script in a light, clear voice. Naked. I hold my body very still on the hard chair and scan the ceiling. They will certainly have a camera on me, rising to my feet in some discomfort now. I move to the small bathroom. The best chance of privacy is the shower cubicle and a curtain of water. I switch it on and peel off my clothes. The extraordinary creature between my legs bounces up to greet me, and I grasp it in my hand and step under the warm shower. I'm still shocked and shaking when I re-enter the room, but thank God I have dressed myself. Luke Butler's back, sitting on my bed and tapping into his screen. All right, Octavia. All right. You've seen the research path? Yes, it's brilliant. Any ill effects for the hosts? It's still early days. I struggled to regain functionality with the first two hosts, Sight in particular, but they're both perfectly recovered now. And me? Us? The people you download? Your digital information. You just go back into storage. (sighs) Extraordinary. Digital memory download into organic material. Hmm. Uh, When you have time, will you talk me through the details? I'd love to. Are you doing this commercially? No, it's still at the research stage. And why me? These are the final trials. Fine-tuning. I knew you had been frozen, so I chose you. The still damp skin on my arm senses a slight movement in the air. Glancing at my arm, I see a miniature forest of fine red-blonde hairs rising on the goosebumps. It's hard to tear my eyes away. Thank you. I'm very indebted. (laughs) Seriously, Octavia, I studied your work at university. It was your research which first got me interested, the way you saw the bigger picture. I smile at him, and full pleasure in my face is a new sensation. I realise I can't have smiled yet in my reincarnation. He smiles back. He must be very knowledgeable, yet to my eyes he looks like a boy. The brain behind my eyes, of course, is old. I was 69. Have they found a cure for pancreatic cancer yet? Better treatments, but no magic bullet. Gene therapy can prevent it, of course, but no, no cure. I don't know what I look like. You look all right. Good. There's no mirror. No. Why? I don't want to trigger body dysmorphia until you've bonded with your new physical entity. I took advice from a shrink. Is it possible to see outside? I'm sorry, I... I thought you knew. The screens have several functions. Rain on the windows. I thought it was. The psychologist was concerned about dislocation, the shock of being old in a young body. I'm not complaining. We can only use young bodies, obviously. Better able to weather the shock of implantation. (laughs) And more user-friendly, generally. (laughs) Exactly. But some people have a fixed idea of how they should look. Will you bring me a mirror? First, I have to ask you something. Fire away. My funder wants a client report from someone with a proper understanding of the body swap procedure. She'd like a detailed account of how it feels, the challenges, the positives. I told her how well you write. So I must work for my living. I'm sorry. Would it be a burden? (laughs) That was a pun. You know, joke. (laughs) 
That used to be my sister's favourite game, winding me up. What's the plan? We have the use of a private island, Paradise Island. Unspoilt, five-star accommodation, golden beaches, so we can offer swimming with dolphins, water skiing, music and dancing, gourmet meals, the best of everything. So you want me to go to this island? Yes, there'll be six of you. For how long? Hosts resurface after a fortnight. There is a silence. I'm standing here with blood pulsing in my veins, with every nerve in my body alive and tingling, and the newly released scent of Luke's sweat sharp in my nostrils. I have only got 14 days. When Luke has left, I try the door. Locked. The bot, Gemma, returns bearing a cup of tea and biscuits and a large padded envelope. Inside the envelope is a mirror. I am gingery blonde, grey-eyed, a nervy, eager-looking face with a wide mouth. I try to place this face, its pinched look, the sharp nose and wary eyes. The crooked teeth tell me he is poor. I smile at myself. Now the smile is excellent despite the teeth, eager, full of optimism. And the physique is surprisingly good. This boy has muscles. He, I. On a weird impulse, I lie on the floor and try some push-ups. My body obeys, sit-ups likewise. The tensing and yanking of my muscles is a good feeling. I estimate the age of my new body, 19, 20. I run my hands over it. Me. I feel myself. Sorry. Were you asleep? I just wanted to check you're okay before I leave work. I'm okay. Are you angry? Why would I be? About the 14 days. It's not long. I know. But at the moment, I've got to convince volunteers there's no risk. It's hard to persuade someone to disappear from their own life for longer than two weeks. Tell me where we are. London. So, that window, that's really outside? Yes. And the place you send the tourists? The place they show on the screen? It's in the Caribbean. There are still flights? I thought air travel... Oh, no, they, they never really stopped them. The new N fuels, in particular Anaton, have completely replaced fossil fuels. You know what I'd really like to do, Luke? I'd like to go out there. I'd like to walk into London. I can't let you leave our care. I've got to go to a holiday camp. The problem is the assurances we have to give the body hosts. In a restricted environment, we can offer them maximum protection. <sighs> I'm 69 years old. I'm not about to run wild. The other problem is the hosts are people. I mean, if you met someone who knows your body... What's his name? Ryan. And where does Ryan come from? One of the big northern estates, Coldwater in Yorkshire. Right. I, I couldn't let you go out alone. Uh, remember, when you look at this callow youth, I'm a respectable old lady on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take you out for a drink. He blushes. And I wonder if it really was necessary to put me in a mail, and whether it was his decision. The light in here is dim, with swaying pools of colour, 
reds and golds and purples playing across the upper walls and corners of the room, leaving the drinkers in a companionable shadow. A discreet bot moves around refilling glasses. As I tune into the low jazzy rhythms of the music, I inhale the pleasing aromas of alcohol and warm perfumed bodies. Luke leans close enough for his breath to heat my ear. Keep an eye on your alcohol intake. I doubt Ryan gets the chance to drink very often. I don't want you to get ill. I think this is still my first. Uh, tell me, how are you recruiting volunteers? The first two were at med school with me. I'd been a guinea pig for their research the year before. And now? The six of you were recruited online. But I, I won't do that again. Too many time wasters. And are there many frozen brains waiting? Well, I suppose there are. In the sense that people have been being cryogenically frozen for decades. But this is still completely under wraps. So, tell me, tell me how you finance this. The island. And a lot of the money that went to build the clinic comes from a single wealthy donor. In the long run, I guess, she might want to put body tourism on the market. But we're nowhere near that point yet. The scientists? No, no. The world hasn't changed that much. Science still doesn't make you rich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her money's inherited. She lives on the island. A relative? You don't need to know who she is. And he starts playing with his phone. How abrupt he is. Friendly and then rude. I don't know what to make of him. When the bot comes round again, I request whiskey. I feel so well, warm and well and at one with the world. The sensation is very sweet. Slowly, I push back my chair and rise to my feet, allowing my body to weave from side to side in time to the music. Hello there. Octavia, what are you doing? Dancing. Come on. I'm not much of a one for dancing. Like this. Here, it's easier if we're closer. Feel the rhythm. I think of all the years of dancing I've missed. Before death, never mind after. What a waste. We dance until the music ends. In the taxi going back, we kiss. And then he takes me into his bare, spacious office and undresses me. And since all this is so miraculously new, well, why not? I surface in my clinic room with a thick head and depressed spirits. A touch on the screen reveals daylight outside. Gemma brings orange juice and breakfast. I pace the room. I watch the screens. I wait for Luke. I take a shower thinking about the girl bot. And I must confess, replaying what happened with Luke last night. I guess I'm a child again, polymorphously perverse, or simply enjoying sampling everything on offer. I tap some notes for the report into my personal screen. I do my press-ups and sit-ups. I wait for Luke. Time for a plan. I begin to search online. Transport options are limited and pricey. I need money. Standing on the chair, I scan the room for a camera and find it under the rim of the light fitting. I switch off the sound and wrap a piece of toilet paper around the lens. Luke finally appears in the evening. I'm sorry, Octavia. 
For what? Last night. Last night was fine. Today is what there is to be sorry for. One fourteenth of my time wasted. Come and sit down. Please. I have to send you to the island. Listen, we can talk. I've disabled the camera. I've been completely unprofessional. I've got twelve days. I need to get out of here. I, I can't let you out alone. Of course you can. Eventually you will let tourists out. You'll have to. There'll be too many to fit on your chocolate box island. It's not... Luke, you can use me for a real report. Not a puff about how lovely it all is in post-life happy land, but an examination of reintegration into real life. I can't. Tourists will go into the real world. They will interact with ordinary people. You know they will. You can't just keep them prisoner. I can't give permission. Who's your boss? Take me to whoever's in charge here. I'm in charge. Right. Why did you bring me back? Because you know fine well that my research laid the foundations for all this. You don't drag someone back into life for 14 paltry days to waste their time. I'm a scientist. Let me do what I know how to do. Some genuine research. What if something goes wrong? What if it does? Who's going to have better credentials than me? Who's going to have a greater vested interest in accurately assessing the risks? You'd be lost. You don't even know how to operate the windows. You're from a different age. Well, won't that be the case for most tourists, given that we're all dead? I'm guessing you'd prefer me not to mention last night's unprofessional events in my report. Or the disorientation caused by the female-to-male identity change. I I thought you would like it. You thought you would like it. I'll take this screen. You can check on me any time. We can quantify how much support tourists will need in the real world. We can assess the psychological impact. We need to meet at least once every 24 hours. That doesn't give me much chance to get out of London. What? Where do you want to go? I was thinking Scotland. Fewer people, and I know the place. London is liable to present many more hazards. That's true. What you say is true. But I'll have to put safeguards in place, Octavia. Like what? I'll have to tag you. I have to know where you are every minute of the day. If I was alive, I'd be your boss. You are alive. Right then. I'll come to Scotland next weekend. To monitor you. Oh, so I've escaped the tag. Can you put the camera back on before a bot comes to fix it? Sure. I'll unlock the door tomorrow morning at seven. I need money. I'll slip an envelope under the door with a card and flight booking for you. Where do you want to stay? Glen Affric. I'll book a hotel. I stand and open my arms to him. When we kiss now, I'm aware of the rasp of stubble against stubble. I am momentarily amazed by the risk he is willing to take. Before Luke came to Scotland, I spent five days proceeding with a degree of logic, tidily noting my bodily functions and sleep patterns, my dreams, my mood swings, my activities and desires, as objectively as if I were a lab rat, eagerly jogging round the lock under a grey and lowering sky, drunk on endorphins, taking my landlord's rowboat out onto the choppy water and gulping in the peaty, moisture-laden air. 
grappling with the fascinating question of whether I am experiencing these pleasures as Octavia or Ryan. Until Luke threw me off balance. On Sunday, we cycled to Nairn Beach in bitter, bright sunshine and ate fish and chips on the yellow sands. I was checking the stages of the procedure with him. Does the host consciousness take over as soon as the connection is severed? If you want to disconnect sooner than the allotted time, yes. What do you mean? Length of tourist stay is inbuilt. The neural interface inside the portal is programmed to self-seal at 14 days. I'll be cut off automatically, you mean? Yes, that's how it's designed. His expression is hidden behind his oversized dark glasses. I turn away from him and face into the blast of the wind. It provides some cover for the water streaming from my eyes. I gulp the air. I was confident of persuading him I needed more time to complete. I was counting on extending my deadline. Dead. Line. When my face is under control, I ask with careful casualness. Can the cloned brain capsule be reused in another host? Why would we? Think how many people have been cryogenically frozen. How could it be fair to give one person two goes when so many are waiting? After dinner that evening, we retreat to bed. Comfy. Just move your leg a bit. Luke, could you send me, I mean, the digital me, somewhere for a longer trial? <laughs> no, they'd never find a body that suits you as well as this. I think I'd suit a lot of bodies. Seriously, don't you think this is the most perfectly bittersweet way to experience a sexual relationship? No time for it to fade or go sour, every moment heightened. Oh, good selling point. I'll mention it in my report. Octavia, stop it. Come back to bed. No, thanks. Well, what's the matter? I didn't mean any harm. No, indeed. Seriously, what's the matter? I told you from the beginning how long you had. Why make a fuss now? Very naively, I thought you liked my company. I do, I do. Don't you like mine? <laughs> the affection of a person who will be dead in six days has scant value. Look, I can't change everything just for you. It's impossible. Fourteen days is fixed. Right. I think you should leave now. Leave? Yes. Go back to London. Get out of my room. But I don't have to be back till Monday morning. We could still... If you don't leave now, I will. Please, don't be like this. I really don't know how I've offended you. No, indeed. I believe you. Octavia, look, I'm not the romantic type, but I like you very much. I value your company a lot. That's why I've gone along with your wishes about coming here. Thank you. Now I wish you to leave. You should remember, you're only here because of me. I'm the one who brought you back. <laughs> your generosity will be obliterated from my memory, along with all the rest, in under a week. And while we're on the subject, I should tell you that since my reincarnation, I find myself more attracted to girls. I'm sorry. Please, I apologise. What's that? Your plane ticket for day 12, so we can debrief in London. Excellent. Goodbye. Once he's gone, at least it's only my own terror I have to deal with. I put the plane ticket in the fire. 
I woke up like I were dragging myself from the bottom of something and I were really scared it were too soon. I tried to speak and this smiling nurse face was there. Hello, Paula. It is all right. Welcome back. Just relax. Everything took a long time. Moving my hand, getting words into my mouth, turning my head like remote control or something. For a few minutes I had to force myself to do each movement. You are okay. Just a little drowsy. Take it easy, Paula. I lay still and I could feel my senses coming back to me. Here, take a sip of water. Did I do it? Has a Taurus person been? Yes, and she was very happy. She really got up and walked and everything. The nurse nodded. A badge said Gemma. It hit me she was a bot, and I felt thick because I'd been talking to her like a human. There's no bots as good as her on the estate. She left a card for you. She passes me a fancy silver envelope. Inside it's handwritten, but I can read it. Thank you for the loan of your beautiful body. I have enjoyed every moment. Are you a swimmer like I was? You have a swimmer's legs. But you need to take fish oil for the dry skin. It's a bit better now, and I've used plenty of sunblock. Enjoy your precious, precious life. Melanie. Dr Butler says she was a famous swimmer. Olympic. About 20 years ago. Of course, she was old when she died. He says you made her really happy. When I go to the shower, I can see the ghostly outline of a bikini. My finger and toenails are done with a classy pearl varnish. And when I look in the mirror, my complexion's better too, brighter. She's had some kind of facial. There's a plaster over the place in my armpit where they put it. Melanie. When I think of her being me and then being dead, I feel a bit weird. My clothes are on the bed plus a printout telling me the money's been transferred to my account. £10,000. Genius, Ryan. I'm thinking, I bet we can do this again. Say, every other year, we'd be rolling in it. Gemma brings a tray of fancy stuff, but I'm not hungry. Is Ryan done? Not yet. He is due to resurface tomorrow. Oh, for a life of sensations rather than of thoughts. I have abandoned the report. There's no percentage for me in laboriously chronicling my state. Why should I waste hours of my brief life for the benefit of others? The memory of all the days, the weeks, the months and years of my life when I lived as if my body counted for nothing, feeding, watering, resting it mechanically, engaged only with my intellect, my research, my big ideas. The memory of that waste sickens me as much as the knowledge of insensate death to come. The only thing to do with my precious store of days is to cram them as full of experience as possible. I have sampled and indeed relished many pleasures. A dram of whiskey by the fireside, speeding along winding lanes on a motorbike, venison, fresh raspberries with clotted cream, bacon sandwich, pot noodles, freshly ground coffee. Yesterday, I went hang gliding. 
And that, the giddy swoop of it, the cold wind scouring my eyeballs, the soaring lift of the updraft, my adrenaline-filled crash stumble of landing occupied me fully. My strength and my physical control are a source of continuing delight. But I can't sleep. I found a company who will take me whitewater rafting tomorrow. I watch their activities online and try to imagine fear, excitement, the rush of terror. I'm listening to Beethoven's Ninth. Scott's pine is glowing in the fireplace and giving off its clean, resinous scent. I'm alternating sips of Petey Lafroy with nibbles of oatcakes laden with Stilton, and my feet are buried in the sheepskin pile of the rug. Yet it's not enough. My senses seem faint, insipid, distant. On an inspiration, I tap my whiskey glass against the fireplace. Light glints on the broken edge. I apply it to my wrist and cut. Yes. Oh, yes. The rich blood swells, beads and drips onto the hearth. The sharp pain releases me. I am body again. Now I can hear the weather lashing outside. The vast crashing of thunder overhead. The standstill brilliance of sheet lightning. The sudden downpour of a storm urge me out of doors and I stand in deafening strobe darkness with the water drilling into my skin. When I ache all over with cold, I take myself into the scalding shower. The stinging of soap in my wound is a sharp start. It's 2am. I'm in my room staring at something trashy on screen when there's a noise at the door. Who is it? I'm sorry. Paula, uh, uh, something's gone wrong. What? There's a scientist, Octavia. She did groundbreaking work in this area. It was only right to bring her back as one of the first tourists. Is this, is this about Ryan? Yes. Why did you put a woman in Ryan's body? The point is that she, that, that Ryan, is missing. You are? She wanted to go to Scotland instead of to the island. I shouldn't have listened to her, but I don't know, she, she was very persuasive. Well, it must be in Scotland then. Phone him. You can send an auto to pick him up. I don't know where to look. Octavia, Ryan, when he resurfaces, he'll be very disorientated. Well, I should think he could cope with being in Scotland. It's not like it's the dark side of the moon. I shouldn't have allowed him to go. Didn't you ask where he was staying? <sighs> I checked up on her by phone every day. I went to Scotland last weekend to do monitoring in person. She was in a good hotel. She was safe and well. She was writing her report. So what's the problem? She's not come back. Well, how was he going to come back? I booked a flight. I gave him the tickets. OK, Ryan's missed his flight back to London. Can't he get the next one? No. When did you last speak to him? 
Five days ago. Five days? He stopped answering. I've been trying to trace him since Tuesday. You think something's happened to him? If it was possible for Octavia to come back, I believe she would have done. The Whitewater place is deserted, staffed by a lone bot. Good morning. Welcome to Glen Orkey Water Sports, sir. As you can see, there is no rafting today. The river is too high. What? No rafting, sir. Look, you can see how swollen the river is. It is unsafe. We look out at the white water boiling over the rocks. It seems there is no one human working here. I've never had to persuade a bot. Are they programmed to be rational? Oh, I've been in worse than that. I'll take a kayak. I am sorry. It is not permitted. The insurance will not cover it. I'll sign a waiver, if you like. Look, <laughs> I can handle it. I'm a fully qualified instructor. I've been on some of the most dangerous rivers on the planet. The danger level is red. No boats permitted on the river. Only in the water and the rocks might I find enough sensation, enough physical terror to subdue the mental. I struggle not to be grotesque. A thousand thoughts jostle in my head more violently than the racing torrent of the river Orkey. I imagine tearing around this wooden shack, howling like a dog and dragging oars, wetsuits, life vests, helmets from their tidy places into a chaos on the floor. The bot's glistening eyes examine my face minutely. You are agitated. You could get hurt, sir. I know what I'm doing. I take full responsibility. It is impossible. You may try again in three days. For God's sake, I don't have three days. I'll have to distract her. Have you got a map? Can you show me the hazards? Yes, I can show you. You will see all the dangers. Here. This is rapids. Here is the waterfall, a drop of four metres. Here is the triangular black rock. Okay. It is necessary to switch on Luke's mobile again. But you would have no chance the strength of the current. A message? Oh, no. My friend, help! What is it? She's crashed a mile down the road. She's bleeding heavily. You can administer first aid. Of course. Go, quickly. I'll call for help. She's gone. I drag a small red kayak from the shed. Outside, the blessed wind whips my face and the cold spray splatters me, knocking at my senses, trying to rouse them from their deadly slumber. In the water, the boat bucks and shudders like a live creature. I scramble in, and the current takes me, slewing me round the first bend, engulfing me in its thunder, drenching me in spray. The kayak is juddering and swinging, plunging under and rearing up, we hit something, and the kayak rolls. I take in a lungful of water. I am choking, gasping, bleeding, rushing, freezing, roaring, living. I see the black rock and the spray of the falls. Oh, yes! By God, I am alive! In Body Tourists by Jane Rogers, Octavia was played by Susan Brown. 
Luke by Joseph Kloska, Paula by Lottie Rice, Ryan by Will Taylor, and The Bots by Alana Ramsey. Body Taurus was produced and directed by Clive Brill and was a Brill production for BBC Radio 4. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.